Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, we'll start the week with a look around all the basketball that you may have missed over the weekend after a busy weekend in NFL football, of course. Let's be honest. It's coming up all right here, right now on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. Our show today is brought to you in part by Sonos. Sonos is the place to go to experience the game like never before. You can do that with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more about the product. Again, coming up on Locked On Big Ten today, we're going to go over some of the biggest scores from around the conference in basketball from over the weekend. Let's get first, though, into all of the news that you may have missed from over the weekend, or at least the most important things that you may have missed from over the weekend in Big Ten sports. Of course, there was a big slate of basketball across the conference over the weekend, too. Maryland almost upset Wisconsin at home, but Wisconsin and the Badgers pull out a narrow one-point victory. We'll talk about that game in a minute. Indiana took care of Minnesota without too much trouble, honestly. Ohio State beat Northwestern by eight. Purdue outlasted Penn State, put a charge on late after Penn State actually took a second-half lead. And then also we'll talk more about, again, a couple of those games coming up later on. Michigan and Michigan State did not play. That's the other game I was going to say real quick. But that game was postponed with pretty short notice. And we may have to talk to Matt Sheehan about, again, that postponement in some point later on this week too. Because people are saying things that they aren't happy about exactly how that cancellation went down. Again, not exactly a cancellation, I don't think. I think they are going to try and play that again. Uh, anywho, another Big Ten news. Ohio State beat Northwestern. We mentioned that just going through my list. Kofi Coburn was named Co-Big Ten Player of the Week. He averaged 26 and 14 points last week for Illinois. Illinois is ranked again, by the way. Speaking of rankings, they're out for the new week. Number seven is Purdue. They lead all Big Ten teams still, despite losing to Wisconsin earlier last week. Michigan State's at number 10. Wisconsin goes all the way up to number 13 in the new rankings. Ohio State is at number 16. And then Illinois, as I mentioned, slips in at number 25. Two other Big Ten teams receive votes, Illinois and Indiana. The Hawkeyes and the Hoosiers both making their names known as well. Indiana looked really good, by the way, on Sunday that went over Minnesota. I'm not going to talk too much about that game right now, just because it was honestly... I didn't think that competitive. I got to watch a good part of it. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to more of the games that I wanted to talk most about. Just a few in just a second here on the show. Just wanted to take a couple minutes as we start off again to take you through some of the news around the Big Ten. But we do have a lot I want to talk about just about what this start of the Big Ten season has looked like and what this last weekend has told us. So I'll be back in with more of that right here on Locked On Big Ten. Well, it's the new year. So if you're trying to fit in that resolution that maybe has a health kick on it, but still want to get some tasty treats into your diet every day too, 
may I suggest Built Bar? Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It looks like a candy bar. When you open it up and pull it out of the wrapper, you're going to be thinking, where's the chunks of granola and chunky stuff? It looks, again, like a chocolate bar, a candy bar, because one, it has 100% chocolate in every single bar that you're going to get. It has less than 200 calories as well, less than 150 in almost all of them, while also giving you less than five net carbs, less than five grams of sugars, and all of the protein that you want, at least 15 grams in every bar that you buy. Built Bar also sells powders, little gel shots that you can take for a boost of energy as well. So if you just need to get through the day or through a workout, head on over to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Right now, you're going to want to try out what they have to offer. Built Bar is new flavors all the time and again exactly what you're looking for is what they're trying to nail down so go take a look at their long long list of options and use our promo code locked 15 when you're done to check out back in here on locked on big 10 i want to take a couple of minutes here as we continue to go through the show to talk about some big 10 basketball games and exactly what it is that at least i'm seeing when i'm watching through the couple games that i'm able to get to over the weekend the first one that I was able to watch front to back, actually, Purdue and Penn State on Saturday. An interesting matchup because, especially after losing to Wisconsin earlier in the week, I was not expecting Purdue to come out flat in any way against those Nittany Lions. And, and I say this every time when Big Ten team plays well against a good Big Ten team, but give the credit to Penn State where it was due because there were definitely stretches in this game where Purdue was being the very good Boilermaker team that we expect it to be. There were pretty long stretches at a couple times where Purdue was putting some pretty good pressure on these Nittany Lions, and Penn State never got it to a point or let it get to a point where the Nittany Lions were ever really, really out of it. They kept things within arm's reach and had a grasp on things at the end of that game. Penn State took the lead, I think it was about with like five minutes left, in the matchup, Purdue then went on a really nice stretch to end things where they kind of really just clamped down, took control, and was like, hey, we're, we're the obvious better team here, so we're going to just go ahead and take this win. And, and they got that done. That's something that I'll talk about a little bit more in the Wisconsin game, what I think about just being able to do that as a team. But with Purdue, they get that side, but I don't know how confident you can be still because it's another game for these Boilermakers where, like, when you're playing a Wisconsin team, I think everybody knows that that Wisconsin team is really, really good now. Again, we're going to talk about the Badgers in a second a little bit. But losing to Wisconsin is still not something that Purdue wants to do, especially in the way that it happened. Again, we talked about that last week. But for Purdue to play such a tightly contested game with this Penn State team right after that, too, it's something that's just like, how far away is this Boilermaker squad from being the one that we know it has the talent potential to be. Because again, no one ever doubts what Purdue has out there. Travion Williams was really, really good in this game for Purdue. Zach Eady did not do much of anything, obviously. He didn't play very much. But anyway, he was out, so Williams stepped in, and he filled in and did what he needed to do to get the win. So, But when you have a team like Purdue that has, again, the top 10 expectations. This is still a top 10 team right now after rankings that come out today. 
for Purdue to be at this point in its season and still be struggling in the way it was to figure out what it needs to do to win against a Penn State kind of a team, a team that, again, is in the Big Ten, so it's going to be able to compete, but is under 500 even right now at 2-3, and three, sitting at 8th in the Big Ten Conference, going to be a bubble team when it comes to the NCAA tournament, if you ask me. But if Purdue isn't able to handle those kinds of teams, if it happens once in the Big Ten, it happens to everyone in the Big Ten once or twice. But it started to happen a little bit more consistently with Purdue than I think Boilermaker fans are a little bit comfortable with. Right now, the national polls haven't caught up with it yet. Purdue's, again, still a top 10 team. But if these games keep being close and Purdue keeps losing enough of them, of course, everyone's going to start to take notice. And I feel like people are going to start to see, even if there are not as many losses attached to it, just what this Purdue team is lacking right now. Because, again, their stretches in this Penn State game and just about every Purdue game where you see, oh yes, there's that top 10 team. But there's also just too many stretches where Purdue comes out and looks like a top 10 team that hasn't figured it out yet. So until Purdue's able to do that, I have to kind of back off on that confidence level I have in the Boilermakers. I mean, if you're asking me, I'm more confident in a Wisconsin team than a Purdue team right now going into, say, an NCAA tournament. No doubt about that. Wisconsin feels like it knows what it is more than Purdue does. And that's really all it is. You have to know what you're going to be as a team or what you need to do to win and know that you can do it and have many, many guys who can do it. Game in and game out. Purdue has not had that with the kind of consistency that you want out of a top 10, top 5 team. Again, you can be a Purdue fan listening and be thinking, okay, this is really, really harsh. But And you're right. But it's because, again, it has those top 10, top 5 expectations attached to it. Speaking of Wisconsin, a team that I've talked a lot about without getting into that game yet, the Badgers almost lost themselves over the weekend. A one-point win on the road against Maryland and the Terrapins. So Wisconsin goes to 13-2, and but unlike Purdue, where Purdue won by seven, but I think was still a little bit kind of shaky on how you could feel about that win if you're a Purdue fan. If you're a Wisconsin fan, I gotta say, this is a game where the Badgers did not play well, but you kind of have all those kind of things that you want to see out of a game that you don't play well. Like, your team's going to have bad games, right? But you have that kind of saying where it's like, the good teams win, the great teams win on their off nights, right? Wisconsin had an off night. It shot, a, what was it, on final from 3, 5 of 20, 25% from long range. That's not Wisconsin normally. Badgers made up for it by shooting 55% from inside the arc. They got Tyler Wall to shoot 8 of 12 and 8 of 11 from inside the arc for 21 points to lead the way. It was, again, a different guy stepping up to lead it. Johnny Davis only had 19. He shot 19 times, so he, he was still doing his thing. He just had an off night. And Wisconsin had the players around him to back him up and still win in the Big Ten. Again, it's Maryland. This is a team that right now, if you're looking at the Terrapins, is really, really struggling. It has yet to win in the Big Ten. But Wisconsin still comes out and wins on the road, in the conference, 
on a night where its best player was not playing his best game. Johnny Davis has been outstanding for Wisconsin. So when he has an off game here, Wisconsin immediately able to kind of figure it out enough at least to win this matchup, that impresses me at least a little bit. Maryland puts a charge on in the second half. Terrapin scored 43 points in the second period here. Wisconsin holds it off after taking that seven-point lead into halftime. I, again, it wasn't a good game for Wisconsin. There are plenty of things that you cannot like about what the Badgers did, but as far as bad games go or not great games go for a team, I feel like you have to be comfortable with the way that Wisconsin won this because other people stepped up when you had your biggest players struggling when you had things that you normally that you think you can rely on not quite going for you. A guy like Tyler Wall comes in, junior, someone who's been around Wisconsin, someone who has been with this team and playing with these guys like so many of this roster have. That's a kind of difference. It's the reason why the Badgers are shooting up the polls right now. It's the reason why they beat Purdue last week. It's the reason why they beat Maryland here by one point, despite not having the best night out of the Badgers. Uh, moving into the other game I wanted to talk about here, Ohio State facing off against Northwestern 1x8. And while we'll talk about this game with Jay Stevens later on in the week, so I don't really want to get too much into exactly what happened, I do want to talk a little bit about just kind of how, with players like E.J. Liddell scoring 34 again in this game, and McCallie Branham, Malachi, McCallie, geez, Malachi Branham scoring 24 points in the game as well. Ohio State putting up 95 as a team. With the kind of star power that the Big Ten has this season. You may have seen that last week it was a uh, AP, no, not AP, a Wooden Award, I think, watch list. Something Player of the Year watch list came out. Half of the list was Big Ten. There are stars emerging early in the season for this conference in ways that they really quite haven't before in previous years, at least not recently. Don't get it wrong, Big Ten has had star players. And, I mean, you can look as soon as last year as to a time when it had plenty of star players. But it seems like there are more and more every single year. And right now, at least on the national stage, half the teams in the Big Ten have somebody who is fighting for national recognition. I think it will... Add to, of course, the excitement of watching a Big Ten basketball season. That's no doubt. But as far as what we're looking at on the court and how it affects things, I think this adds to the parity of the season, a season that was already going to have plenty of parity on its own. You have, of course, COVID getting into and being a factor again. You have all the players who are still with teams as a result of COVID-19 from last season and this season and next and all that. All those factors combined... I think this is going to be the most random draw of Big Ten teams to come out into this NCAA tournament, however many it is, 7, 8, 9, whatever. Whoever ends up making that top whatever it is list, it will be, a, a, I'm not going to say a misjudgment because some of the best, the best teams are obviously going to make it. But those teams that are in the middle, I, I don't know how you can judge if your team's doing poorly how poorly it is, your team's doing well, just how well that can be taken going forward. Because again, there's going to be so many weird, weird factors that play a role here. And you're going to, I guess, as always with the NCAA tournament, just buckle up and go along for the ride anyway. But 
Uh, I'm interested to really see exactly how it all plays out, especially just right now as we start to get into Big Ten play. We've already started to see it. Teams are upsetting teams that they have no business doing. That always happens, but it's happening a lot now, too. So it, maybe it's an immeasurable, immeasurable kind of thing. Exactly how much of an effect this is going to have, it definitely is an immeasurable kind of thing, actually. But I do think that we're going to see one just a much more spread out level of talent across the Big Ten that I think is, for whatever reason, showing to advantage the Big Ten more so than some other teams in the country, at least right now it's getting the Big Ten more attention. But I also think that while it's going to be a different kind of parody, I think it'll be a much more fun kind of parody to watch because the quality basketball is going to be so much higher and the star players, the star power is going to be on display seemingly every single night. I mean, I can pull up right now. There are no Big Ten games. Again, I don't think I mentioned that off the top of the show. There are no Big Ten games on the schedule here for a Monday, but uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, Purdue plays Michigan, or was going to. That game's actually been postponed, but Purdue was set to play Michigan. Obviously, you have the Boilermakers up against that Michigan talented squad. Hunter Dickinson, Jamison Battle of Minnesota has been really good. He's going to go up against Michigan State on Wednesday. It, Ohio State plays Wisconsin on Thursday. It, it's going to be people and great battles all the time. On Friday, Michigan plays against Illinois. Kofi Cokeburn against Hunter Dickinson. It's going to be fun. All the time in the Big Ten. And the spotlight's going to be there. And that's what you want if you're trying to get teams into the NCAA tournament. You want star players who get eyes on you and who play in the big games that people think about when they're thinking about who should be in that field of 68. Because it, it may not matter at all. I, again, I'm not in the room with the people who make those decisions, but it has to matter a little bit, right? The fact that the Big Ten has this kind of edge over everybody else. The perception that the Big Ten has is that of what the SEC always has in football. And of course, you'll be watching, I'm sure if you're a college fan, the national championship game here tonight, whenever it happens. Be sure to tune in to Locked on SEC to stay up to date on whatever happens there here tonight. And be sure to tune in to any Locked on podcast that you like after you're done listening here your first listen every day on locked on at big 10 thank you again for listening into the show we'll be back tomorrow with more on anything that happens in the big 10 from now until then until then tomorrow's show i'm nate dickinson here with locked on hey big 10 fans nate dickinson here again with a new app that everyone who gets gas which is just about everyone needs to know about get upside Listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's a bonus $0.25 cents for up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo, promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. 
You can cash out anytime to the bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or any other brand too. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE. 